The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. Or get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find The Blitz, click like. You're good to go. Just send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter is at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can also watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. You missed the first hour? Yeah, a little sportsy, and then just, uh, you know, got into a little social issue that, you know, kind of got got us a little off the rails there. But that's okay. I, I think it was... Uh, um. Somebody said, this actually makes me think of a, of a post I saw where it said, basically, imagine if everyone would be okay with saying, I actually don't know enough about the subject and don't have an opinion on it, which nobody does, myself included, but should. I do that sometimes. If I, you know, if I don't feel like I know enough about something, then I, I don't like to comment on it. And if I don't have an opinion, I'll tell you. And in this case, I don't know that I have an opinion. I just kind of, I think some people would. And so I, I was happy to, uh, happy to hear some of the conversation there. Um, so... We've got a couple other things that I wanted to get to that, uh, I mean, it's up to you. It's up to you since, since you're in the, uh, you're in the, uh, twilight of your career here. (laughs) Oh, sorry, friend. So did you plan that? Did you go out and just slam that drink just so you can come back? I've still got half of it. That just popped up. I think moving my body around brought it on. Let's talk to Sean. We'll take one more call and see what Sean thinks. Hello, Sean. Yes. I just wanted to talk about the, well, a couple of things real quick. Uh, that last caller that we uh, kept saying about the, the, the guys nowadays using, using the N word. And if we don't want it being used, other people using the words, then quit using the rap song. First of all, that word's been said from, from, from years on. So it being in rap songs really have nothing that has nothing to do with anything. If you're going to say, it, you're going to say it regardless of, uh, if you hear it in a, in a rap song or not, and what you said, I, I I can't remember what you what you said. I kind of forgotten, but I mean, basically, bottom line, that that word shouldn't be said. Period. And and you're you're kind of saying that um, these the, the guys in college, people in college, they put on the big boy pants, and you should be accustomed. To, I mean, not accustomed, but you can deal with hearing it. Well, you know, some people are not accustomed to hearing it, and if that's it said in in uh in the Zoom meeting or whatever, no one knows what these people go through, how their lives are, and they shouldn't be subjected to hearing that kind of word. You know, whether you think it's not that bad or not, some people do, and it, it shouldn't be said regardless. And well, that teacher could have simply said, "I'm not saying that it's not bad. I, I'm saying that it's it's written in a a, a classical piece of literature." Like if I if you were in a film class, like and I brought this up earlier, if you were in a film class and they showed you Roots, are they supposed to edit that word out? Because if you edit that word out of that movie Roots, then it the movie's not as impactful. Like it's just not. Uh, there, there's there's certain there's a, and especially when you're teaching people the history of literature and the history of film, like you can't censor things that happened hundreds of years ago because that's. That that's what that's what was at the time. And, and that's true. I I think basically to 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 suffice it should have been she should have said N word and not the actual word itself. Well, do you think and, that, do you think it, that, like when they, when HBO plays Roots, do you think they should change it to to like should they bleep out the N word? No, but you have a choice to watch or don't watch. You have an option. This here is a, is, a, is a school grade, apparently, so you've got to listen to that. Well, yeah, that that I mean, that's a fair point. Your grade kind of depends on what. But what if that's if that's that. the book that's on the curriculum, what are you supposed to do? 
Well, I mean, I like if she read, I, I if she have, read the word herself, would she have not been offended by it? I that I don't know. And again, we're missing the context of how she did it. Because I mean, you, you can take if she's going out of her way to make sure she emphasizes it every time, then that's a different sure. That, that's a different tone. And yeah. so I don't know. I don't have that. Um, but but I I would not. Like, I, I've I've assigned books that have words in them that. You know, but I, I also figure it's college, man. You, you, you should have been exposed to this stuff by now. But I'm not going to read it out loud. I mean, I don't really see the point in that. Someone says, no one freaks out over Tarantino movies. That's not really true. He gets a lot of criticism for that. Oh, yeah. Django got a lot of heat. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I dislike his use of feet more than I do anything else. But, yeah, he did get a lot of... Uh, all right, can I? Okay, so she wound up getting fired. Can I give you one that's kind of a? This is a no-brainer firing. It, it, it deals with controversial topics, but a little bit different one. A freelance CNN contributor uh, was talking about the ongoing hostilities between Israel and Hamas. His name was Adil Raja. God, this is like the least con- the, the, of all the conversation I want to. Uh, can we go back to the N word? No, no, before no. We get this, into Israel Hamas no, talk. No, it's not going to be anything to do with that. Okay, if you just shut up and wait. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. See, now you've totally ruined the whole setup. I'm sorry because you couldn't wait five seconds for me to say that he tweeted out the world today needs a Hitler. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what are we, I mean? Yes. What the hell? Guess what? Guess who he doesn't work for anymore? Anybody? CNN. Yeah. Oh, uh, in light of these important statements, he will not be working with CNN again in any capacity. Nine, 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 nine. Uh, uh, and boy, they, this is the other way where they, they really distance themselves. Adil Raja has never been a CNN employee as a freelancer. His reporting contributed to some news gathering, gathering efforts from Islamabad. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> The world today needs a Hitler. Okay. Now, that's one of those things where, you know, the last topic, I was like, I can see an argument for both sides. This one, no. <laughs> yeah, you, you just went out on that one. I, no, there's no one defending <laughs> see, I, you. I, I, I just wanted to, to bring on something Jeez. where we all agree. What a dope. Since we had a, you know, we were having a disagreement on the other one, I think we can all agree that the world does not need a Hitler. And if you're going to tweet that, you probably uh, we probably don't need you at CNN either. So, yeah, that's all, that's all I was trying to do is steer the conversation that way. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Yeah, um, I just I, I and I don't want to get into that that whole mess over there because there's no answer for it. So, but I, I just can say this. A Hitler is not the answer. No, never. There's, I, I don't even know questions where Hitler's the right answer to almost any question other than who's, who's the most evil guy of the 20th century. If you could Hitler. go back okay. in time and kill anyone as a baby, who would it be? Uh, man, I don't know that I'd have the strength as a baby to kill anyone. Well, you were a weak baby. <laughs> Hitler was very he was a no, very small you, man. You Baby know, me I, could have easily killed him. I, I know that that's a that's kind of a common theme in, in in literature, and I and and Stephen King did a whole thing about if you could stop the Kennedy assassination. Uh, I I would not because you know that that then we just spawn another one that's maybe even worse. Maybe when the technology's better, maybe it's the one that's got nukes. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, history's kind of played out the way it has. I mean, I, in theory, yeah, if I knew I could save that would save millions of lives. I'd do it, but there's no guarantee another guy wouldn't have emerged in the whole political situation True. the same as it was. And, you know, history's played out. So, I don't know. Uh, what the world needs is legalization of cannabis a, a use across the board. Yeah, I think, I, I'll just say fewer wars. If, if legal weed, because most guys are going to be like, you know what, man? I don't really feel like launching missiles today. I'm just going to sit here and chill. Watch Rick and Morty. That's pretty much it. So, um, how did you feel last night? And Tony Larusa, um, is apparently. Listen, I, I don't. I don't know. Um, 
it's it's rare that you hear about a guy who is the manager of his of like the team that broke the unwritten rules of baseball get mad about it. Yeah. But we also have to remember that Tony Rusa is an old dinosaur troll. But he kind of is. Now, I so if you didn't hear and you probably have by now, your mean Mercedes who is uh is a he's built like a fire hydrant. Uh the, the White Sox were up <laughs> 15 to 4 against the Twins in the ninth inning and they had a um they they had a position player on the mound. I I think he's a first baseman. Uh, I I don't know much about Williams Astudio, but he's built like a first baseman. Let's just say that he's built like I don't know how, where he could play yeah, on the this, baseball field. Didn't this happen a couple weeks ago? No, it happened uh, last night. Okay, that uh, that Tony Larusa was like, listen, uh, they, they made the so anyway. Anyhow, what happened was Mercedes swung on three zero and hit a bomb. Tony LaRusse is pissed off about it. Uh, his own manager is pissed off about it. Uh, he said he admonished him today, saying his player will have a consequence he has to endure here within our family. Now, the Twins broadcasters were upset about it, too. And honestly, listen, the guy threw like a 47-mile-an-hour pitch, uh, it, which to hit a 47-mile-an-hour pitch as far as your mean Mercedes hit it, you have to swing really, really hard. Like it yeah. went to center field, probably a good four hundred and thirty foot home run. I'm, you know me. I don't believe in the unwritten rules. Like if it's a rule, it needs to be written down. Yeah. Uh, the like when when my kids play, the only time I fall into an unwritten rule if if it's like ten, twelve to nothing in the last inning. I'll tell my guys to stop running, stop yeah. stealing bases. Yeah, and but I never tell anybody not don't to hit. swing. Right? Yeah, like you, it, that's your job, and these guys' jobs, and these are paid professionals. But listen, you don't want to give up a home run down fifteen four. Maybe don't put a position player in. Yeah. Uh, maybe that should be a written rule, like. <laughs> It, like don't don't put a guy out there who doesn't know how to pitch and then expect guys not to tee off on it. Uh, here's the other thing. Let's say he takes three zero, and he walks. Now he's on first. What happens when the next guy gets three zero? Is he supposed to swing? Now it's a two run homer. Like wh- where's the where's the the unwritten rule so, stop. So is he supposed to intentionally hit a ground ball? Is that what he's supposed to do? I, I have no idea. The, I, it, I, that's that's a ridiculous thought because it's these guys' jobs to get. I know. You know, like yeah. you're going to get paid based on your batting average, your slugging percentage, your OPS. I mean, the guy threw him a softball pitch and he hit it like it was a softball. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's crazy. I, I, it's one thing, it would be crazy, but it would be also, I think, ridiculous for the Twins to be upset about it. It's even crazier for his own manager to be upset about it. C- really, bro? Senile. Senile. He is done. He's washed. Well, yeah, cause I was thinking of a story a couple of weeks ago where he didn't realize that you didn't have to have a pitcher on second base to start. Oh, the no, 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 no. That's the extra innings rule. Yeah. No, this was, also, that's a written down rule, though. Yeah, that he didn't this, know. Yeah, this is an unwritten rule. That, and, and, Tony LaRusso only knows the rules that don't exist. But hasn't he hasn't he been like in the baseball office for like the last 10 or 15 years yes. or however long it's been? He ought to know all this stuff. Well, uh, he, he, he knows all the unwritten rules. Crybaby. All right. Quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. You're listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. 713-780-ESPN's your number. 
888-900-3776. So usually I don't care about anything. Well, pretty much that's true. <laughs> uh, celebrity divorces. Yeah. Kind of fascinated by this Bill Gates thing. Uh-huh. Because uh, I, don't, I don't know if you saw I'm with you. I, I think it's interesting. Yeah. He's uh, uh, apparently would frequently pursue women at work while he was chairman of the board at Microsoft, despite the fact that he was married. Okay. Not uncommon, but uh, apparently he would hit on these women in the office all the time, which also you can't do anymore. No. Even as rich as he is. Um, which is surprising. You'd think it, there's some level of rich where you could break all the rules. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like when you... I'm so, like, man, that, 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 what do you have to aspire to if you can't get so rich that the rules don't apply to you? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I, I mean, do... do Am I going to have to get to a billion? Is that the score we're keeping? I thought Trump said that when you're famous, you can just do what you want. Yeah, but it doesn't work for me. Well, I'm not that famous. But, uh, and apparently, the other part is he was uh, buddies with Epstein. Oh, whoops. Yeah, that's never a good look now. Now, I, I, I don't know that the, you know, being buddies with Epstein automatically makes you a no. Only a if you went out to the island, right? Well, That's the only way we know. I, because... I, no, I think there were also some legal age girls at the island, right? But I, I feel like if you were at the island, you would realize kind of what was going on out there. Yeah, you you at least probably should have uh, pushed back from that, much like Deshaun didn't do. <laughs> um, it took me till five twenty to get that done. There you go. Uh, Welcome back. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it says six current and former employees of Microsoft, the foundation of the firm that manages Gates Fortune, said those incidents and others more recently at times created an uncomfortable workplace environment. He was known for making clumsy approaches to women in and out of the office. His behavior fueled widespread chatter among employees about his personal life. Um, and just word of advice, don't bang people in your company. Yeah, that's usually a good move. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it is interesting that, yeah, Donald Trump got away with, with saying whatever he wanted to say about stuff like this. And yeah, Bill Gates, not so much. Of course, I don't I don't think Trump had an Epstein thing, but I don't know. Um, but the good news is for you guys, Melinda Gates is going to come out with some money. Oh, yeah. So maybe shoot your shot. It's a good time. You just promise you won't bang any employees and you won't hang out in, at Epstein Island. I think you might be okay. A lot of people asking, is, is Mike Fires ever going to pitch? Probably not. Hey, he, he, listen, he's, he's, and if he does, it won't be against the Astros. Yeah, they'll, they'll do everything they can to avoid that. He's a, he's a little bitch rat. And you know what? It, it, it makes no sense to have him pitch against the Astros because... If I'm an Astro that he ratted out, you know what's accidentally happening when I swing the bat? You're letting it fly. Oh, man, that glove was wet. I don't know how that happened. Damn. Darn. Oh, sorry. Got your knee? How's that feel, bitch? That'd be what I'd say, and then I'd get like a 10-game suspension. Okay. But it'd be worth it. It'd be worth it. It would be worth it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. How much of a suspension would you trade to send a bat flying at Mike Fires? That's a good question. Uh, I've got a lot of philosophical issues here for you today. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess it depends on how much money I'm making. If I'm like one of these top tier guys, yeah, I ain't worried about it. I'll take 10 games or whatever. I'm still going to make a bunch of dough this year. Yeah. The problem is the bat's so big. Usually a pitcher has time to react. That's true. It moves so slow. Now, question is. Would you Will want to hit a comebacker right back at right at him? Not in the face area. Well, of course you anything, want to. Yeah, like no, but that's if easier you could said than done. Do it. Would you do it just in the at like anything on his torso? Well, would that, you trade a suspension for that? Well, you wouldn't get suspended for that. I'm just saying, if you could, if they said, you know what, you can just nail him as hard as you want with a comebacker. How long of a suspension would you take? Yeah, I mean, because what? that's more likely than he's more likely to dodge a bat. Unfortunately, well, but, I think well, I think we should just forget about that, like. If you throw the bat at him, he probably would get out of the way. If you hit a comebacker, you're not getting suspended. How much of a suspension are you willing to take to just go out there and whoop his ass? Yeah, that's a that's, that's a real fair. question. Like, how how long are you willing to be suspended to just like he throws a strike down the middle 
and you just charge the mound and whoop his ass. Like, how long of a suspension are you willing to take for that is the question. Yeah, you know what I'd do? I would, I would take my walk, get to first base, politely call timeout, make sure that there was a no- hand off your elbow guard. Yeah. Yeah. It just, you know, while, while everybody's sort of relaxing and then make a beeline for him and just tackle his ass, take him down and then just, you know, just start whipping his ass. That's what I would do. And I'd take my suspension, but you know, yeah, take I would, it like a man. You know what I do the first couple times up? Sure, I'd try to hit a rocket right back at him. Guess what? No matter how good these are guys are, that ain't that easy. No, <laughs> but uh, I would try that. That'd be my first preference is to uh, do physical damage to him without breaking the law. So, but yeah, that that's certainly easier said than done. Yeah, and if the comebacker doesn't work, maybe that's when you charge the mound. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, can we make a GoFundMe to help pay the players fine as a city? Stop. Stop that. Stop that. Just use your GoFundMe for for more important stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously I don't condone throwing a bat at somebody. I'm just making a, it was just a hypothetical situation. So yes, tackling them on the mound is probably a better choice. Yeah. But, uh, by the way, I want you to quit calling me an idiot for watching all this US UFO stuff. You know who else says we have to take it seriously? President Biden? No, he says... Uh, no. Senator Marco Rubio. Oh, well, he knows. Said the U.S. should take the threat of UFOs seriously in an interview on Sunday. Um, it came ahead of a government report on UFO sightings that is set to be released before the end of June. You know what'll, uh, you know when that'll sound good? The next time he tries to run for office. <laughs> well, you know what? The, the, uh, the MUFON conspiracy, conspiracy folks would vote for him. If, if he were to say, Hey, I'm going to unlock those files. I'm going to tell the public what's in there. They're going to know all about hangar 18. Yeah. They're going to know all about area 52. That's the other one besides Area 51. Yeah, that's the uh, other, the, 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 the now, secret, secret area. Now, the, the thing about unidentified flying objects is they could also be drones from, like, cool-looking drones that the Chinese built or something. There is that. Sure. He says, anything that enters an airspace that's not supposed to be there is a threat. I want us to take seriously and have a process to take it. Can I, can I just interject something as, as an ancient astronaut theorist? Um, if we consider these things threats... And technologically, they're way more advanced than us. Um, trying to shoot them down seems kind of stupid. Because <laughs> that's, you know, that's how Independence Day started. I've seen that movie. I think maybe we should just try to make contact, get them drunk, welcome them, hopefully find some Vulcan women, and not, not be, take them as a threat, but more as friends. Like rich friends from a different galaxy. That's how I would do it. But, you know, I'm not running for office. No, uh, and if you're not as rich as you'd like to be, TGS can save you some money. How about that? You could say I saved over a thousand dollars a year on my homeowner's insurance, and it's as simple as sending a text. Like if you don't know what you're paying now, I recommend you you look into it. That's what I did, and then I, I texted the word money to twenty three twenty three twenty three. They replied back and asked for my address. I sent that. Fifteen seconds, I had a full and firm insurance quote right there in my inbox and uh, I, I was like what i could save a th- same coverage a rated insurance i'm saving a thousand dollars a year now why wouldn't you do this it's so simple they're going to take care of the back end they're going to get you uh, refunded on your old policy so you can start saving money right away and like i said they've done all the work for you if you don't like it all right throw the quote away no big deal uh maybe maybe you're not worried about saving maybe they can't save you money the average customer saving nine hundred dollars though so chances are good you're going to save some but you know if you don't there's no obligation text money to twenty three twenty three twenty three. start saving today with tgs insurance espn Ninety-seven, seven, five. Behold the king. 
King of Kings. On your knees, dog. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. 713-780. ESPN's your number. So we have Jerome Solomon. So you must be doing a show on Sunday. That's uh, I am not. Okay. What's going on, Jerome? Once again, <laughs> you're losing out on this bet. How much did we put on this? Uh, I, I don't think we actually bet anything <laughs> on it. I don't remember. But okay. uh, that, that, That's what I'm going with. All right. Fair enough. What's up, man? So I, they just tweeted out a column you had on about the Texans and when, when they might be good again. Uh, no, the, this is the Rockets. I mean, the I Rockets. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, when will they be you, good again? You're drinking at work again, aren't no, you? No, I'm not. I, <laughs> I, I really need to be, though. I, my problem is I'm trying to do six things at once, including fix my damn computer while we're talking. So uh, I understand. <laughs> no, this is one of those. Well, it, they had a little presser with Raphael Stone and Stephen Silas at the season wrap. When, and, you know, there's not a whole lot you can say about them except when will they be good again. Um, it, it, it'll be a while. I mean, that's just the norm, but there is, there are reasons that they could throw out there to make it seem like it won't be as long for them. Um, you know, because they had this unprecedented run of injuries, use the most players in league history in a season, et cetera, et cetera. But no, it's one of the things that I, one of the things I did was in the last 20 years, there have been 25 teams that had a season that was worse than the Rockets' current season in terms of winning percentage. And two of them turned around and four years later won an NBA title. So it can happen. Of course, both of those teams brought in this dude named uh, LeBron something. <laughs> and so, so the Rockets roll in a 40-year-old LeBron James in about four years. It could be done. They could be, you know, in the hunt. But otherwise, no other team that's finished as badly as they have did has won a championship since, you know, in the last 20 years. I, sh- I should have went on and did it farther back, but 20 is a good enough of a window to explain to you how when you're this bad, it takes a long time to get out of that hole. Well, a lot depends on if they're able to get a top four pick here. There's some good... Uh... You know, some good players who could speed it up a little bit, but with their luck, I mean, they've got, what, a 52% chance of getting one of those? Yeah, that, that, and that's kind of the thing. It's like, it's, it, but it's not just, you You got to get lucky to get the pick, then lucky to pick the right guy. So it's, you know, you're talking on luck on top of luck. Um, and so it's, I mean, the odds are just against it, against it all. Uh, I mean, things that people are, even saying now and going back trying to shame people for dogging the 76ers process, they ain't want nothing. Their process has been horrible for fans of that team in in a general sense, but it hasn't been successful. You know, it's, it's been okay. They haven't accomplished anything as of yet. We can assume they'll make a run here, but I don't, I don't know. I, that's a good question. Will, will the Sixers win a championship here in the next couple of years? And then would the process have been worth it? Well, I'm not even certain about that. Yeah, if you win a championship, definitely it's worth it. I mean, that's the whole goal, right? You, yeah, you, but, you know, but look it's like, like the Astros. You go through 50 years of crap and then you win one. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm wondering. Like how how long of a how long of a stretch of the the bad play justifies going through it? But you know, yeah, if you win it, cool. But but if you don't, then you could have been one of those other teams and been middle of the road team and not win it. A whole bunch of teams don't win a championship, so it's you have to win it for it to have been successful. And I'm, I don't, I don't see this Seventy Sixers team winning a championship as as, as constructed. They'll, when you, and the next move they make or next major moves or the move they make to win a championship would not be due to the process. That'll be a totally different reload, right? So that process really may not have gotten you anywhere. 
All right, that's Jerome Solomon. You can uh, hear him here on Sunday mornings. You can uh, see him all over TV now. He's a big star. Also, read him in the Chronicle. So uh, your guy, uh, David Cully, spoke this weekend. Were you at, <laughs> uh, at all impressed with what he had to say? See, you, y'all just want to have fun at my man's expense. What? I, he, uh, did, do you agree with him that Texas has the best Tex-Mex in the country? Yes. Oh, uh, he's yeah, me too. <laughs> Everyone knows that. He's, do you he's, agree that the best? Do you agree that the best Florida oranges are grown in Florida? Well, there's a debate about that, but I'm I'm gonna go on the side of the Florida oranges from Florida are the best Florida oranges. I'm gonna no tell you about question. David Cully, who's a junkie. That's right, he is a junkie. He's, it's we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of that from him um, because he's. He's he's very entertaining. He's extremely energetic. He's not a he's not trying to dance around questions. He's gonna just say what is on his mind and clearly what's on his mind. <laughs> Sometimes you know he puts two and two together and gives us twenty two instead of four. So I'm 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 gonna be okay with that uh, for the most part. It's it it will turn ugly though. It, as nice as he is and as much as you want to like him. If you make those kind of mistakes when it comes to discussing what happened on the field after games, pe- pe- people aren't going to be laughing. You know what I mean? They're going to be not happy. And it's uh, those those kinds of coaches tend to run into a lot of trouble when they're on losing teams. They're fine when they're on winning teams, but when they're on losing teams, it, it that it wears out pretty quickly. So basically, he's going to be fun for now, and then that's going to get old about. Oh, week four. Uh, yeah, once they play a game, like, yeah, like it's it, like right now, it's like they're not playing anything, and, and you know he had nothing to do with the draft, so it doesn't matter who they drafted or who they signed. He has nothing to do with any of that. He he's making no decisions, as far as we know. So it's okay to like him right now, um, and and I still think it'll be a while before people really turn on him because this is not his fault, you know. Nothing that happens with the Texans is his fault until he explains one of his in-game decisions, and you go, "What?" So he's he's got a he's got a lot he's got some rope. Got to be careful when you throw rope out there. People get people get, people get a little. A little I mean, testy. he is in a good spot because there's no expectations of him. Exactly. You know, no, nobody expects anything from him, and and we're not blaming him. You know, like I said, until 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 he can, you know literally come out and say I decided to do this and it was the dumbest thing we've seen happen in a, in a game We're, nobody's going to blame him for what happens with the team right so no. he's in a he's in a good position he's got he's the got job, job of a lifetime for a year or two yeah he's he's and he and he's got the job that he you know a job that hey like man I never thought it would happen I'm he's going to enjoy it and I and I and I do hope that he gets to enjoy it and he you know I was going to say, you know, I hope that it doesn't wear him down and he turns old and gray, but, you know, he, he's already up there in age. So I just I just hope that we don't wear him out and, and take the joy away, you know, because he, he seems he's a good enough, not seems, he is a good enough guy that he deserves good things to happen. It's just unlikely. Well, it, and we'll just blame uh, the real coach, Nick Casario. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Casario has done a good enough job to give you something to go at. And as long as Cal is in charge, you got that. And Eastby's still there. There are plenty of targets. That's the thing. There are plenty of targets. You, yeah. Bill O'Brien got away with a lot because for a long time it was like, well, hey, you know, Rick Smith is still there. So you could share some blame, right? You know, but once, once Bill O'Brien ran everybody off, all the vitriol went directly toward him. Well, we got a. There are a lot of targets before you get to David Cully. I mean, even even when the season begins, if the defense is playing poorly, we're not going to blame Cully. You're going to blame Lovey Smith even before we get to Cully, right? So he and Tim Kelly. This might be yeah. a perfect job for him. Yeah. <laughs> the more I think about it, I'm like, no one will ever blame him saying. The the Cully era was, you know, Cully ruined the Texans. He's not ruining the Texans. <laughs> Texans are already ruined. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. It's it, it, he's walking into a situation where things can't. Get I mean, he's walking into a building that's on fire and and like 
flicking his cigarette butt. It's not I mean, <laughs> that's, that's what he's doing. Yeah, no, he will. He, he cannot be charged with arson. No, at all. he's just like, oh man, there's a fire here, and then someone sees him flick a cigarette butt. They're like, hey. Hold up. Actually, he's not even walking into the building. He He's not allowed in. He, he's outside the building <laughs> looking at the fire. He got nothing to do with it. He's he's an outsider in many ways in this. It's a, I, and, and let him mess around and win five games. We'll be like, man, Cully pulled off. Coach of the year. Yeah, exactly. It, it's doable. Uh, it, it, it's happened. I guess it's well, somewhat doable. It's happened before. Sure. <laughs> Historically, somewhere along the line. Somebody won five games with a two-win team. It, it, it's doable. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, about I just, it. I just don't want them to, so, so that they can no, get a better lose. draft pick. Do the right thing and lose all your games. Yeah. See that? I'm. I'm. You know me. I'm just against the full-on tank because it. Well, I don't. I don't think they're you know, intentionally going to tank. It's I, like the Rockets. I don't think the Rockets tanked. I think the Rockets no, just did. had a worse yeah. team than everybody. Yeah. So anything that they win wasn't like it. it it's not helping their cause. Like the Texans, any game they win, it's not helping them. They're not growing, is it? Like they just don't have good enough players. Just yeah, yeah. And but it's I I I think the difference between picking third in the draft and fifth or sixth that there isn't enough of a difference, or or that difference is can be made up by picking the right players. I mean, if you, and if you pick the wrong players, it doesn't matter where you pick. You you can pick first. And if you pick the wrong player, you just you're not getting it done. And I'm not at all sold on, you know, them picking the right players. And Casario uh, didn't ex- distinguish himself in this. Well, he, but he's not a draft expert, as <laughs> as you've said many times. <laughs> oh, he said not. Us. Or, yeah, or not he us. said he yeah. said that. Yeah, he he brought that on himself. So yeah, it's man, it, this is. People thought the Texans were in a rut and had a bad run. The next couple of years will be could be the worst, and that that's not going to be fun. Eh, uh, you know what? You just have to trust in the Lord. That, that's what <laughs> that's what Jesus Easterby would say. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's fine. And clearly, clearly, shout out to the fish. <laughs> clearly, Jesus isn't a Texans fan. So oh, I knew, I could have told you that. It's it's been pretty obvious for a while. It's obvious. Yeah. 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 It's a, I think he's a Tom Brady fan. What without question. Yeah. <laughs> I mean or or this is a horrible discussion for sports radio, but did Tom Brady make a a deal with the devil? No, I don't know. Yeah, or the other it, side. It's possible. Because clearly he's made a deal with one Maybe of the Maybe Tom Brady is the devil. <laughs> He's he's not in the middle. We know that he's not agnostic. Uh-uh. He's like he's yeah. He's all in on one side or the other, and he's he's winning right now. Will will, will he win another one? I'm gonna go no. I I think listen, it's enough. Um, mm-hmm. I I think and I I do think like the the physical decline is inevitable. Yeah, I mean, like as we've seen with Drew Brees, like eventually it starts. And we we started. I mean, listen, he doesn't throw the ball downfield the way he used to. They've built a really good competitive team around him. But I, I'm going to go. No, I'm going to I'm going to say he's done. Yeah. And and you know me, I I just know better than to ever bet against Brady. But the, the Buccaneers weren't the best team last year. No. So, so them rerunning it and re-racking it and going, it's like, well, you weren't the best team last year. You you won it. You deserve to win it. You did what you needed to do, but they weren't the best team, you know. I mean, and that's that, that's not something you just bring back and go. Let's 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 do it again. I I cannot see them winning this year, but I just Brady just yeah he he scares you into betting against him for sure. I mean, the dude's just he gets it done. It's just that's who he is. He's competitive enough that he. Runs with a chip on his shoulder, even though everybody on the planet is telling him he's the best ever. He doesn't act like he is, and so he'll he'll be talking about nobody thinks we can do it again, and like, well, no, kind of everybody's thinking you will. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll run. Yeah, with who that are these and, people saying you're not good? I don't, I don't know. Like, and LeBron, he, LeBron is the same way. LeBron acts like he's got to make something up to let everybody know how difficult it's like this is the this is going to be the toughest path ever for me to win a title uh you know i'm still not 100% blah blah like he's he sets you up 
so he can like bask in it. If he if he does happen to win, it's like, oh look what I've accomplished. I'm unbelievable. Well, and if he doesn't, it's like, well, listen, you know, I told you guys it's going to be tough. My ankle's banged up. Uh, I, and I'm a LeBron fan, but I I I think you you nail it there. But the difference with Jordan and Brady versus LeBron is they believe what the BS that they put in their minds about nobody believes we can do it. LeBron is doing it because it, like you say, it, it'll make it sound better when he actually does. Win. Yeah. You know, like, and, and it, it doesn't change your ability or, you know, how great of a player he is, but it, it it's just different where Brady literally does walk around thinking, you know, People don't think I can get this done. Yeah, like no one yeah, thinks like, I'm good. They still think I'm that guy in the draft day photo with like the the pop belly. Yeah, it's but, like you you don't even see all those rings you got there. No, like <laughs> you ain't fooling anybody. We know you're good, man. Because Jordan was still doing it. Like, oh, y'all don't think I can do this? Yeah, huh? get over it, guy. We all think you're the best. We get it. It's it's it's. You can stop that, now. That athlete mentality, I mean, and it's athletes because we we do sports, but people are like that across the board and everything there the mentality of who's better than you or how good you think you are affects everything that we do i don't know if you guys have paid attention to the kwame brown thing yeah but i I watched that whole hour it was enjoyable and very entertaining and and he nailed it he killed some stuff it was outstanding he was dead on with a lot but boy, he thinks he was a lot better than he was too. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, how am I? How am I a bust? I put my mama on the golf course. Well, yeah, you that, did. Well, that part is that part's yeah. a positive. Hey, you That's were a, a good son. You were just a crappy basketball player. <laughs> and and he, had, he had reasons for it. It was, that part didn't even bother me. It was the more of him like, you know, and I'm, I'm dropping double doubles in two quarters. I'm like. Okay, maybe you did that in one year. Yeah, you did that but once. It's not like you ran that for a whole year yeah, or two. Yeah, who, who are you, Russell you know? Westbrook now? Like, stop it, guy. Who was he like? Shaq couldn't even back me down. I was like, okay, hold on. Hold oh, on. Okay. Let's, let's get a grip here, yeah, bro. Yeah, he, he does have a pretty wild, uh, <laughs> wild not vision of what he was. And, and, and I agree with him. He's not a bust in life. No. He's, I mean, from where he came from and his situation, his he's got, I think he has, Two brothers in prison for murder. His father's in prison for murder. Another brother in prison for drugs. I mean, you know, and he's when he's telling stories about he's at the park, he's got no shoes and he plays a guy for his shoes and beats the guy so he can wear some shoes home. That's real. You know, you're homeless and you're poor and you're from the deep south with nothing, you know, nothing in your corner except your belief and your determination to get out and you get out. Oh, you, you're a success. Well, and Kwame, listen, Kwame Brown had a 12-year NBA career. Like, I, I don't care who you are. You you have a 12-year career. You got you, it done. You made yeah. a life for yourself, man. It, 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 we're not talking about, like, you know, a, a Jamarcus Russell where he washed out of the league before his first contract was up. Like, Yeah, yeah. a true bust is nobody you play even in the wants league. you around. Yeah, you're not good enough to be in the league, and that's when, like, wait a minute, if you were the number— you're, top five pick certainly but you're number one pick and four years later you're not good enough to even be in the league that's a bust but if five six eight years later you're just not good enough to be an all-star or you know or all nba you're not a bust you're just not great you yeah know? and that so i i so i i i'm with him on that about because we overdo it and, and i mean it's it being the first pick okay yeah. it sucks and you know what? If he would have been the third pick, no one would say a word about it, mm-hmm. which is, is kind of fun. And, you know, when you think like if you look back at his draft class, which I was doing today when I was thinking about this, you know, who the best player in that draft was like Pau Gasol is the best player in that draft. So it's not like they took Kwame Brown and passed on, you know, right. Michael yeah. Jordan. No, mm-hmm. they, they just they didn't they, they didn't take a the guy right who guy. didn't pan out he yeah. was injured and when he wasn't injured you know and and the season that he played the most minutes was the season he had his best statistics and so his contention is well you didn't play me i didn't deliver and i'm sure the people he worked for was like well there's a reason we didn't play you yeah <laughs> you didn't deliver so i not and i i don't i don't have a problem with somebody standing up for themselves in that sense um but you know it, what what he accomplished in life and what he got done and 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 it's not like I mean he hung around the league and it's not like he got one of those one hundred million dollar contracts later 
and hung around just because they owed him. He wasn't making ten, twenty million dollars his last few years. Nope. He was there, you know, making two or three million. And it's like there are a bunch of guys who are, le- well, no, by lesser players. There, there, there are a lot of players who could not have dealt with what he dealt with and stayed in the league as long as he did. But he was there for a reason. It might not have been to win <laughs> or to play better or to be the best player. He was there for the reason that he stated to to take care of his mama and he, his mama's doing all right. So that's how I'm, I'm good with that. All right. That is Jerome Solomon. You can catch him here on Sunday mornings, catch him on TV, catch him in the Chronicle, follow him on Twitter at Jerome Solomon joins us every Tuesday and he's got a pretty good streak going. So I'll, I'll keep saying every, that. Absolutely. Every Tuesday. That's the way we do <laughs> every <pretty> single one. <laughs> well, when right, I, Jerome, when I move away, are you going to stop coming on the air with Fred? Why would I want to be on with you, AJ? <laughs> because of our rapport. I mean, come on. Fred is my man. Oh, he, I, he can always have me whenever he needs oh, me. Good for you, you, on Fred. the other hand, you know, I, I just tolerate you. All right. AJ. Well, I'll take it. But you will be missed. Thank you. All right. <laughs> All right, fellas. Later. Let's uh, take a quick break here. Or not. What are we doing? Okay. There's music. All right, we'll be right back. It's the Blitz at ESPN 97.5-92.5. This is the Blitz. Oh, that sounds great. On ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number. All right, let's do a uh, little Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. Jeweler Gym of the Day. All right, uh, maybe maybe we just missed the boat on how we could have uh, not gotten the uh, the COVID. Mm-hmm. A uh, woman from India who, who's an MP, which I'm not sure what that is, but it's some kind of political thing. Pragya Thakur. Okay. Uh, she believes that the cow urine can cure lung infections caused by COVID-19. Okay. Um, I t- I happen to agree with her, but I'll I'll listen. I'll hear it out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she just said that uh, uh, you know obviously things are kind of bad in India right now. Doctors have been urging people not to cover themselves in cow dung and urine as a treatment for the virus. She uh, what do the, those doctors know? Uh, I I they probably don't know more than this uh, this MP Pragya Thakur. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going going to. Uh, I'm going to say that I'll pass on the uh, on the cow urine. I mean, it's easy now because I've been vaccinated. Well, yeah. yeah. Member of Parliament, that's what it is. Thank you, foreigners. Appreciate the foreigners. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I know human urine is used for a lot of things. And I know the cow is sacred in India, so I guess it kind of makes sense. Well, it definitely makes sense when you put it that way. Yeah, there you go. That's your Zadok Jewelers <laughs> Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. Yeah, I, I just, you know, just trying to give people an alternative if they don't want to get vaccinated. I want to disagree vehemently with Chandler W88 on Twitch who's talking about the biggest bus of all time and says Greg Oden one, Anthony Bennett two. Anthony Bennett was way worse than Greg Oden. Yeah. And at least Greg Oden had the excuse of he was getting injured. Anthony Bennett was just really bad at basketball and never had any business being drafted number one overall. Like that that's I, I don't think it's debatable that Greg Oden was a better basketball player than Anthony Bennett. Like Anthony Bennett, they didn't even let him finish out his first contract. They were like, "No, you're good, man. Go on." He's Anthony Bennett in four seasons in the NBA started four games. That's all you need to know. <laughs> the number one pick in the draft. They were like, 
Uh, okay, four games, that's enough. We, we've seen enough of them. All right, let's go to my man, Lawyer Dave, who's probably out there uh, just beating the crap out of uh, those insurance companies for the Blitzers. What's going on, Dave? I am chopping them down to size, Blitzers. 713-626-8900 is my telephone number. Call me anytime if you've been in a wreck, an accident at the industry, at a food store, at a concert, or somebody comes out to the mound and charges you and starts beating your butt, I, Lawyer Day, will take care of you. Well, what if I'm uh, what if I'm Mike Fires and I can't afford to go to a doctor and, and, and I get my butt kicked on the, on the mound? What are you going to do? For him, I'm going to do nothing because he's a rat. But for any other blitzer, I'm going to do whatever they need to get to the doctor. I'm going to get him a ride. I'm going to get it to a doctor without any money out of their pocket up front. I'm going to get me the, the specialist they need if they need one. We're going to take care of them on the medical side and the legal side as best we can. All right. It doesn't cost a dime for your consultations. They they're no money out of pocket until you win, and, and that's what you do. You go out there and win. So tell them how they can get in touch with you, and they can find out how to win. Thank you. I sure will. It's 713-626-8900. In Spanish for you guys. See. Si. Or you can hit me up at LawyerDave.com or send me a tweet at LawyerDaveLaw. I'd love to hear from you or through my friend Fred or through the short-timer AJ. All right. Uh, if they need a lawyer, especially if they need uh, El Tigre Tejano, what do they do? <laughs> they had better dial Dave. Years of research and innovation. Innovation Map is the new voice of innovation in Houston. Pretty cool, huh, Morty? Covering startups, tech, energy, health, social impact, and more. Visit innovationmap.com today. Do it now! Do it! Do it! Do it now!